right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WNSC Radio, the Animaniac Show, Monday nights, 6.30 to 7.30 here at UCF. My name is Demetrius Maris. You might know me as Meech. Today, I'm joined by two of my good friends, Carl Maximilian Ard and Nick Santiago. Nick, how's it going, buddy? It's pretty good. It's pretty good, guys. Can't lie. I'm pretty tired. Today was a long day, but not too bad. Yeah, man. You got your semester almost over, though, so that's something to look forward to. Hallelujah. And of course, Carl Max. Carl, thank you for showing up today, man. It's good to have you in the booth. You know, had a Monday night off. You know, I had to recover from a long weekend. Blessed weekend. Best friend. Got graduated. I said got graduated. Got married. Sorry, Gabby. <laughs> I was thinking about graduation because you said graduation earlier. He graduated from a player to a, <laughs> to, to a, man, to a man, man now. So that got that. Raptors lost to the Magic. Upset. Tiger won. Game of Thrones. Great weekend. And yeah. we had one, one Punch Man last Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Way to uh, foreshadow uh, what we're going into there, Meech. Hey, foreshadowing is the most overused word on the internet right now because <laughs> of Game of Thrones. But uh, we do need to talk a little bit about One Punch Man Season 2 because it's something that we have been talking about on this show since we started. There have not been any episodes. Think about that. When we started Animaniacs, it was after Season 1 of One Punch Man. It's been two years now to this point, and we finally got a new episode to talk about. Just like Game of Thrones, we waited for about two years, and now we finally got Game of Thrones. So I think it's just as much hype. Like People love One Punch Man, so we finally got to see it. I would say the hype for Game of Thrones is on a different level from anything I've ever seen, to obviously, be honest. Obviously, obviously. I watched that 17-and-a-half-minute uh, recap Carl shared, so I'm pretty much a Game of Thrones expert now. Even though I didn't know it, – it, they didn't say any of the characters' names. You know nothing, Jon Snow. No, I don't. <laughs> I, know which, I know which one is Jon Snow. That's pretty good, right? He might win <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right guys let's let's dive right into um one punch man uh the first episode of season two uh what i mean it was right back with the like one punch man charm right with the humor uh even the fight scene was pretty good with between um uh genos and what was the robot's name like cyborg ks something weird like that but that was a good fight scene uh, we saw Speed of Sound Sonic. We saw a bunch of the familiar faces that we saw from se- season one. So what, if anything, stuck out to you about the premiere, Carl? I mean, it was just good to see our boy Saitama and Genos back in action. And now we get to dive in a little more into the Hero Academy and like see, like, all right, what makes the S-Class so much different than from the A-Class? And now, like diving into like maybe towards the end of the episode but when like the guy gathered the the councilman like gathered all the villains all the villains right because i guess there's an even bigger threat that's about to happen so now you're just like really inclined to this season like okay what's really happening this season right so nick um carl kind of touched on it it kind of gave it kind of laid the foundation of everything that's to come in season two but also gave us like that formula of a one punch man episode that we saw from season one uh, what to you stood out the most? Um, I guess what stood out to me the most is like, it seems like villains or evil creatures are are drawn to like the most powerful of the powerful. I guess like when we saw like every time King would just go anywhere, there'd be a bad guy just just around the corner. So it's like, what does that mean? How come they never come towards Saitama like that, or how come they never really come towards Genos? They just happen to be in the area that villains are attracted to King. That kind of stood out to me. I don't know if that's like. That something might just like, have something to do with King specifically, too. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is wild because we find out that. Yeah, so let, <laughs> let's talk about that because I, I think that was like the funny part of the episode was yeah. King. Uh, he was the seventh S, seventh ranked S-class hero. Um, they made it. He didn't even fight in that last episode when they fought Boros, remember? Yeah. Um, everyone's saying, yo, he's the strongest man alive, right? All this kind of stuff. And uh turns out that King is in fact just a regular guy. <laughs> um <laughs> who loves little lady games. Yeah, it was like a, it was a romance simulator game, right? It's a romance game. It's a it's a light hentai game. <laughs> he had to get it he had to get it on that new release, you know. Yeah. First day pickup. Fresh off the drop. That was funny when Saitama's in his apartment and he goes, "Oh, are you going to play that game?" He goes, "Oh, this one?" "No, I just uh I just bought this one today by accident." It's a romance game. I, I, I don't like romance games. He's like, but th- the title is like something. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. It was on accident. Uh, that was really good. I, I really, really enjoyed like that plot line. Um, what about you, Nick? 
Um, I liked it too because I feel like now we get another person that's going to be under the wing of Saitama, not just Genos that's what it anymore. seems like. Yeah, for sure. we got King and Genos, which feels like he's about to start his own little group, not on purpose but on accident. And I think that's pretty cool to to think about because you know, in, in every like in every like hero anime, there's always a little group, and now here we are. He's building his own little group, not like the regular way that animes do it. But in like a in a different way, and, and I like it's that. funny that everybody that like I'm just gonna assume that everyone that ends up in his group is gonna be a higher ranked hero than yeah him. yeah that that's actually ironic and funny too right it's only <laughs> ironic and funny because they don't really know Saitama's true strength so then not going into like uh, at this point now the only people who really know Saitama's true strength is everyone he's beaten <laughs> uh, Genos, Genos and now King, King yeah right so and speed of sound Sonic yeah. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Sonic a little bit. Are you guys excited to see what kind of storyline we have with him and that Blizzard lady? Maybe they have an alliance coming up. Uh, the Blizzard lady seems to me kind of like she could be the Tornado Girl's like mom or sister or something. They have that same like psychic aura kind of floating around them. So I don't know. Uh, w- what do you guys expect to see from like those two storylines, if anything, in this season? I mean, I'm just, I'm curious to see what how Supersonic how he got better for himself to try to beat Saitama because he sees him as his ultimate rival. So it's like, all right, he has to do something and get better somehow. Because Saitama was watching him before; yeah, bodies, it wasn't even a bodies, contest. Bodied him, but now, so look, we can see what he can do. And now for that Blizzard lady, like since our first time seeing her, we never really have a we don't have a good instance of what she wants. But like, she's just curious about Saitama and his power. So like, we'll see. And she was an A class hero, correct? Yeah, she was A class. Okay. See, and I think that's cool is how they're building up the A-class to have more and more, like, suspicious characters. Like, we talked about last week, they had that Amani Mask guy, uh, who's the top hero in A-class. And yeah. now we have Miss Blizzard or whatever. I, I'm pretty sure that was along the lines of what her name was. Uh, so we have her storyline as well. Um, I'm interested to see, like Carl said, how much better Sonic has gotten since we last saw him. Because if you think about it... Uh, and I only remember this because I just recently went back and rewatched season one before season two came out. Um, Speed of Sound Sonic was the only one who didn't get absolutely bodied by the Deep Sea King. I'd have to go watch it again. Yeah, I, I, so every so like that's the thing. Like Geno's got ripped in half. Yeah. The other S class hero, Purry Purry Prisoner, got knocked out. <laughs> the A class heroes didn't even stand a chance. And Speed of Sound Sonic was naked when he fought him as well, I think, for some reason. And also, and he was the only one that got away. Um, and he ran away, but he was, like, when he was hitting him, it wasn't doing any damage. When, when Sonic was hitting Deep Sea King, yeah. that is. But he did get away. He didn't, he left without, a like, a major bodily injury like we saw literally everyone else who fought Deep Sea King. So that, to me, either says that Sonic is just... Uh, very smart, which I think you can just kind of deduce anyway, since he's you know yeah. a ninja and mm-hmm. kind of has that aura about him. But also that maybe he is the strongest non Saitama character we've seen so far. You think so? I feel like Genos has come come a long way since. since I think we see one. more of Genos and like his flashy, like because right. he's got very very like flashy in your face moves with yeah. like the incinerator cannons, and you know he's got the cool. Like the the metallic body with the cool hairstyle and, yeah. and all that, but I think just like that might just be a perception thing because, like I said, Deep Sea King ripped Genos in half, whereas Speed of Sound Sonic got away completely. So I, I I don't know exactly what that means, but to me it makes Sonic a little bit more interesting to me as a character and somebody that we have to look out for. What if, what if Speed of Sound Sonic is like? the bad dude of, of Saitama's group? What if he becomes a part of Saitama's group and is like the, the Sasuke or like the... He gives the Hye vibes yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think he, he he rides with... He doesn't bump with Saitama, so I don't think he'll go in his group. He just hate, he hates... Know, he hates Saitama. He, he made him look like a fool, bro. Yeah. There's some respect to, 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 his, to that too, though. I don't know, man. It's like, this is the only guy who's ever... Yeah. One, blocked any of my attacks. Two, got away from me alive and... Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point, Nick. But I also see where Carl's coming yeah. from on that. Where, just like it may, it could be like a Vegeta thing, where he's so like caught up in his pride that he won't join Saitama. But if the group is forming anyway, and it sounds like they're gonna need his help to defeat whatever is, yeah. So I think maybe They'll have a Vegeta, mi- yeah, like a Vegeta mindset. Like I don't want to help, but I have to because yeah. we need to defeat this thing. We yeah, it's either we defeat this thing all together or we all die. 
right? Essentially. So that 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 I thought was going to be kind of interesting. Let's talk because uh, we talked about this last week um, because it was my main concern coming in uh, about the animation quality. What what did you guys think of that? And then I'll get to my uh, thoughts on it. I when I was watching it, I didn't really notice like too much. But now like I gotta maybe like look back towards the end of season one and go and compare it. But like I was looking at it, it didn't seem that bad to me. Okay. And what about you, Nick? Yeah, honestly, I was I was with it. I it didn't there wasn't a major drop off to me. At least that that would ruin the show or ruin ruin any of the fighting sequences. And I think you just said it pretty pretty well. Is it wasn't enough to ruin the show for me because mm. uh, like, and I think they might have done a good job of like how they directed the show with the cuts away from the fight scene. Right. So it was like fight scene between Genos and this robot, and then back to. Saitama and King in his apartment and then back to the fight right mm-hmm. so it wasn't like we were just watching one full like fight sequence so you can do kind of some creative like cuts and things like that to make it l- maybe pol- more yeah. polished than it really is and the animation to me was like noticeably different but it wasn't bad enough like you said where yeah, it, it ruined the show or experience thing. for me but I'm interested to see how going forward if like when we see like full on fight scenes I'm interested to see if it still holds up, like to how it did in that last episode. I I hope it does. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, there was no signs that it yeah, won't. Yeah, but yeah. then again, but then it comes back to I think maybe they did that strategically. So when it when push really comes to shove and it has to be all out one way or the other, then I'm interested to. I feel like we'll really get to know this like halfway through the season because that's when that's when you know like real fight scenes are going to start coming. So I feel like we'll we'll really get a good taste of that then. Right, and so I mean, like I said, not enough to ruin it for me. N- enough to where it was noticeable, uh, especially since I like, like you said, Carl, you would have to go back and watch season one to really like tell the difference. And mm-hmm. I think that's another benefit that they have is not a lot of people. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have went back and watched season one before season two came out now, mm-hmm. but a lot of people might not have that frame of reference, like Carl was saying, where they can't. They're it's so far removed from the last time you saw something from season one that you can't directly compare it to what you saw in season two. And honestly, the writing is still is still really good. And that's really know? what the show's all yeah. about. Yeah, for sure. I was just gonna say like everything, like the, from the comedy to like the action sequences, and, and it was all there. Like we yeah. said, yeah. everything was there. Just like it never left. The animation might be a little bit different, but it's like it's not enough to notice it where it hinders the experience. All right. Um. So we we talked about the King storyline. I want to talk a little bit also about the Geno storyline that kind of happened towards the end of the episode. Where he met with the doctor. Um, did you guys take anything from that? Um, like, I guess, like, the doctor was kind of, like, trying to say, like, Genos hasn't been, like, focusing on, like, the mission of trying to find whoever destroyed his village and whatnot. But, like, I, I'm still curious to see, like, how Genos progresses and gets stronger to eventually take on this enemy because he still has that desire to do it. So. And eventually, like, that's what the, the series is building up towards, of course. And, Nick, what about you? Um, I'm with Carl on this one. Uh, I kind of like I kind of like that he's not focusing on the village because like he's just trying to get his power up and I feel like once he gets like he feels like he gets to that point of power and I think that's I something like that the gonna... doctor touched on too is yeah. like this it's good that Genos met Saitama and Saitama gave him this goal of getting to the top ten of S class heroes mm-hmm. because that's forcing Genos to like work on it like work on like getting stronger and yeah. becoming a better hero without directly thinking about the cyborg that destroyed Cuz then I feel like it goes like all that power goes to hatred and then from hatred he turns like into a bad guy. Right. And I you, you know the doctor obviously doesn't want that for Genos. So I I, I kind of like this approach on like what he's doing. And we've seen kind of it, it seemed like towards the the end of season 1 and into season 2 now that the hero instincts for Genos have become stronger. Where yeah. it's, it's less like, oh, I have to fight this guy to get stronger, and more, I have to be a hero in this moment and save all these citizens. Yeah. Right? So I think that's an interesting character development, and I'll be interested to see how the Doctor and Genos and Saitama all kind of tie into how Genos works towards beating the cyborg that destroyed his hometown. I kind of like Saitama in this like dad role, kind of like didn't didn't he feel like more of a dad in the first episode of the season? Like, like he felt like a dad to Gen- like more like a dad to Genos, but also more like he came off very friendly with King. Yeah, it's like in like in the first season he wasn't like really too friendly. You know what I'm saying? He was just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of I kind of like like where what they're doing. Like you can already see what they're doing with the character. And it's almost like we episode. saw. So maybe Genos is softening up Saitama a little bit. Because mm. Saitama has kind of gotten Genos on, on this string of, um, like, with his hero's instincts, like we talked about, like, we just need to save people, right? Yeah. 
Whereas uh, where Geno's being around Saitama so much kind of got him to open up a little bit more and try and go like out of his way to talk to these other heroes and make friends. Yeah. So he went like because he legitimately went out of his way to go talk to King. Right. Yeah. So I think that's also kind of something interesting to look towards. It's 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 good to see how how each character is playing off of each other right now, and I I love I love that about not just action. I love like storylines like that. Let's go back to King real quick. Do you think he'll ever develop into a successful hero? If he's hanging with Saitama for sure. What about you, Carl? I mean, yeah, because Saitama's just a regular human being. So if he can multiply his strength to ever. Or maybe Saitama is a little different, but he could probably just get him to at least be able to formidably defend himself, at least. Right, to at least hold off until other heroes get there to, right. yeah. Listen, if you can if you can have the heart of the biker the biker hero, then... Moon Man Rider. Yeah, you're, you're in there then. You're was already it, in there. There was a big Moon Man Rider scene in that in that first episode, wasn't there? Or was he was not there? in it at I don't, all? I don't, I don't, don't think he was in the first episode. I want to remember that. Hey, that's my dog in the Yeah, I don't think he was in the first episode. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I could have sworn I had seen him doing something. All right, let's also talk about probably what i thought was the coolest moment of episode one when um king recalls getting his scar and he gets scratched and the person that saves him is saitama, saitama was still here yeah that was pretty sweet right that was yeah. a cool little uh connection i like that because i always wanted to know like man that's a that's a really cool scar how'd he get that and then he gets in such a punk way but it's all right yeah exactly <laughs> um, but seeing see saitama like when you first see him it's like you look like oh like snap that's saitama with hair and like you see him just like you because you're just so used to ball head it's like Tama, it's just so different but it's crazy how like back then he saved king and like, he didn't even realize that i feel bad for king bro he always just finds his way into some crappy situation has and it's always saved. and it but somehow and he, he always gets the credit. The credit yeah i'd be mad that was a really like that's people talk about like you know one punch man it's satirical it's like supposed to be funny but that's really like honestly a clever way of adding the humor to it, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't you guys think so? Like, oh, I'm a, I'm this like super, super highly class hero, but you know, I no one's fight. ever actually seen me fight because I've never actually fought. I just kind of show up at the end and accidentally get all the credit. I just don't get like how nobody's noticed it yet. Because everybody clears it. Everybody's yeah, gone. everyone, everyone's. But gone. like the heroes that have like, you tell me all the S classes. Well, don't- it sounds like a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the. Um, big things that King has gotten credit for, especially when they showed the flashbacks, were things that Saitama cleaned up before Saitama was a registered hero. Piccolo-looking buddy. Yeah, the blue Piccolo guy, the big, um, the big dude who kills his brother on his mm-hmm. shoulder. Uh, there was one other one that it looked like. Um, was it the mosquito lady? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I th- so. You know, those like are were like three of the biggest guys that he fought. Um, beforehand, and then Genos, of course, we remember got kit credit for beating um, the development lab. Remember, because he blows it off, and they they gave the credit of that to Genos. And cause, I mean, he did clear the building, but that wasn't where the real threats were. Those were all underground, and of course, we know Saitama cleared that out. So it's just like the it's funny to see like finally like who was getting credit for Saitama, and the fact that it was this S class hero is just like another layer of the comedy to me. Any sure. uh, any other any other thoughts on that uh season, on that season one premiere or season two premiere episode, and what we have moving forward, Carl? Uh, I'm just excited to see like where Saitama is gonna be rank wise, like towards the show, like how his progression through the ranks are gonna go. Because now he's B class, like what I forgot what rank B class, but uh, B B class rank five, I think they said right. Okay, so we'll definitely want to see him at least get to A, possibly, but maybe even S. Man, I'm looking forward to villains. I'm all about the villains here, like. Do you want them to be villains in the same vein as season one, where they build, build, build them up, and then they get beaten one punch, or do you want no, a I, serious I, like set I, of? I villains? need like a serious set of villains here to like put in some work against Saitama. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that same sort of thing, Nick. But also the character development, because it seems like, especially with the way this first episode went, they're going to focus more on the development of the side characters mm-hmm. instead of just Genos and uh, Saitama. But we're still going to get plenty of them, which is awesome. And we're going to see more of like how well the show is written. And one thing I wanted to comment on was it was funny when they showed the, fa- the flashback of Saitama with hair and how King was juxtaposing the current face mm-hmm. of Saitama he was seeing against the haired face. 
And like the haired face was like, you know, when he gets serious and they like chisel his chin and make it look sharp and defined and stuff. And it kept flashing from the completely oval, like circular face back to like the cut with the hair. And it's like somehow he still drew yeah. the connection. Like I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know how we got that. It must have been like the brown eyes or something. I'm like, there's no way you can get it. They look tone of voice. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, it was it was strange. But um all in all, I would say a very, very promising uh, first episode of the season for them, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how it, uh, how it moves forward here in the second season. Um, and you know, like I wonder what gray-haired buddy was the villain, the gray-haired guy at the end of the episode. Oh, kind of, kind of looks like, um, kind of looks like the old man, but not really. He doesn't have like the the facial hair, right? Interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think they, about that. Because they, they gave him a solo shot at the end of the show, which means like something he's going to play a part in this season. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. So we have a lot of things to look forward to when we come back. We're going to figure out something to talk about. So stay with us here on WNSC Radio with the Animaniac Show here at UCF. Thank you all so much. Favorite restaurants now deliver with DoorDash.
right, welcome back to the Animaniac Show here on WNSC Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Demetri Zamaris. I'm here with Nick Santiago and Carl Maximilianard. We just got done discussing the Season 2 premiere of One Punch Man from last week, talking a little bit about what we expect to see the rest of the season, what we thought of the first episode, all that sort of stuff. If you missed that here live, you can always go back and listen to us on a podcast, uh, on the Animaniacs podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, that being said, if you are listening to this as a podcast on iTunes or Anchor or wherever it might be, be sure you leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out a lot, uh, gives us a good amount of feedback, tells us what we need to work on, all that sort of stuff. Now that we're back, though, we're going to take a little time to talk about something that I feel like is a core tenant of this program. Uh, Nick, we're the Cloud Boys, right? You already know. That's what people call us, uh, or at least that's what we call ourselves. So by extension, uh, if if we're using Donald Trump logic, people are saying <laughs> we are the cloudiest people we know. <laughs> um, oh, so, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go. Let's get right into it. We've got top five all time animes that we've each specifically watched. So that'll be different for each of us. At your mom if you have a problem with the lists that we're about to give. But top five cloudiest characters in anime, starting from number five. We're going to go in a little snake pattern here. I'll start us off, guys. Actually, first, let me give you guys my honorable mentions. Uh, you don't have to tell me if you had either of these guys on your lists. I'm just going to give you... I had three honorable mentions. Uh, Goku Black from uh, Super. I've got Seshimaru, Inuyasha's older brother from Inuyasha. And Sanji from One Piece. I tried to find a way to get Sanji on here, but when I really sat down and started looking at the list, I just decided on uh, five other guys. So, do either of y'all have any honorable mentions you want to add in before we start? Or should we just dive right into the list? Uh, I definitely have honorable mention. Uh, yeah, Goku Black. He was definitely... It was. Still, I was really trying to find a way to get Goku Black on my list, but then like he just, he just, just so happily missed out on it. And uh, Rock Lee as well. Rock Lee, that's an interesting uh, discussion on clout. What about you, Nick? Why are you looking at me like that, Nicholas? Why are you looking at me like that? Rock Lee ain't got no clout, man. Got clout, boy. When he dropped them weights, that was all the clout. When he went drunk on them, on, <laughs> uh, on uh, um, Kimaru, uh, yeah, that was top five clout moment in Naruto. Top five. All right, so you guys are gonna think I'm wild for this honorable mention. Kudama. Yep, no, that's no. your honorable mention. I've got. Honorable? Wow, honorable! I got and I got two from Yu Yu Hakusho that are on my top. In your five. top five? Yeah, and wait. So wait. So you have two non Karama <laughs> top five Yu Yu Hakusho so clout cards. Yes. All right, yes. we'll get to we'll get to the list. This is gonna be interesting. Yes. All right, I'll start us off because my number five is actually Karama <laughs> from Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, Carl, I'm looking at your list now. We have him much later on your list, so we'll get to him when we talk uh, about your list. Nick, who's you got for number five? Number five comes in as the young demon god, Hie. Yes, that's my guy. Listen, clout isn't just about what you wear, man, or how how smooth you talk. Clout is about how... I think that has a lot to do with it, though. <laughs> that's not... It does. It does have a lot to do. What percentage Hiei... of clout would you say is fit and smoothness? Uh, smoothness... Man, smoothness got to be like 20%. Hiei, Hiei. 20%? Yep. Uh, okay. Bro, listen, listen. If... It, Cloud to me, like I was about to have a conniption. <laughs> he is, and that's fine. Cloud, <laughs> Cloud to me is like what you do on like the battlefield at that. Like, yeah, Kurama was cool. He bust fits. He got girls. All that cool stuff. But he wasn't touching. To me, he wasn't touching here unless he switched into Yoko Kurama. Yoko Kurama. And that's come on, bro. Not the same. That's not his base form. So you're yeah, not counting it, bro. No, I'm not. Interesting. I'm, I'm truly right. not. Because like, all right, yo, if we're putting Yoko Kurama, that's a Two two totally different people. I'm sorry. They're two totally different. How are they the same? You can make a face. How are they the same? Literally, how are they the because same? Because they're literally Karama. They're, the they're both Karama. Man, <laughs> it's literally just a different form of Karama. So you wouldn't consider... So are we, sep- are we separating Goku and Super Saiyan 3 Goku? Are and- we separating Hiei when he doesn't have the third eye open for when he ha- when he's devil form? And like, is that a different character? So does he have not See, have now that? we're getting into semantics Ooh, that man. I don't know we need to get into. We are, we are getting into semantics All right, semantics so just now. just give us why Hiei's on your list. 
Cause bro, he's a thug. He thugged it out. And to me, if you're he did th- thug it out, bro. In that uh, what was it? The the dragon, the dra- the dark dragon. The dragon move is fire. Bro, Absolutely fire. fire. Literally, it's quite literally fire. Yeah. To me, that that's just <laughs> it. He just he just thugged it out to me the whole series. He was about that action and yeah, he was always ready to pull up and scrap for sure. Even when it was clear that he would have been outmatched. Like when him and Yusuke fought, I was like, all right. Like the second, like the last time they fought, I was like, all right, this is lit. I can't even lie. I wish it like got a real real fight in. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't disagree with the pick. I'm just, it's interesting that you would pick him over Karama. Carl, who do you got? I have Sanji at five. You know, even though I don't watch too much One Piece, I still know about that boy Sanji. He's macking. He's be cooling. He's got the swag. He love the, he's a ladies' man. He's the ladies' man Sanji of showing. Smoke too much cigarettes for me, man. I actually think that's my, what makes him cool. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know what? I can't even say smoke su- smokes too much cigarettes because there's somebody on my list. That yeah, smoked, that smokes a lot of a cigarettes. A lot of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that. I honestly, like, smoking cigarettes is terrible for you, <laughs> but in forms of, like, entertainment, like television or movies, like, they make smoking cigarettes look so much cooler. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's how most of these kids always got started. They see, like, these guys on TV and they even realize <laughs> they put all that BS in this. Yeah, not good for you. But uh so I actually like that's why I had Sanji in my in my honorable mention. Um to me it's without question he's the cloudiest character in One Piece. Oh yeah. Um actually since we're here, I only have 80, 80 episodes more of One Piece until I'm fully caught up. So I've done it. Um <laughs> Now now I only got to watch 40 more years of television to see if he actually becomes King of Pirates. But um <laughs> anyways, uh, I think Sanji's character design to me is one of my favorites of any anime character. Like the fact that you know he only uses kicks because he can't use his hands as a chef, uh, because those are his hands are only for cooking. The fact that you know he's got the twirly eyebrows is cool. Um, after the time skip, he gets a pretty sweet goatee. He's always wearing the double-breasted suit, which I think is a is a nice look. Uh, just everything about him is pretty cool, and of course, it always comes back to any smoke cigarettes. So. That's pretty sweet. Uh, don't smoke. <laughs> Kids, do not smoke. Do not. All right, let's go to number four on my list. I have Mugen from Samurai Champloo. Uh, he's the uh, he's the main character. Um, I really considered – it was really a debate for me between Mugen and Jin because both from Samurai Champloo. I settled on Mugen because he's got a little bit more personality of the two, but Jin is definitely the smoother oh, yeah. of, of the two of them. Uh, the episode where Jin saves the uh, prostitute from the f- from the um, what would like would he be considered a pimp? I guess. I guess. Or yeah. like he saves a prostitute from a brothel and like sends her off, and he's like, "I'll come back for you, and we'll get married or whatever." That to me, that's probably like if we're just talking single episodes, that's one of my favorite single episodes of any anime. And I didn't even put Jin on the list. Um, he's also in my honorable mention, but Mugen, he's clever. He's funny. Absolute sauce on the battlefield. Uh, so that's why I've got Mugen at number four. Do you have something to say about that, Carl? I was going to say about Jin. I was like, nah, we don't do that. That's simp, that's simpology right there. We can't be, can't do I'm just saying, I'm telling you, Tyrion tried to save one. Look and look what happened. Well, he don't I, know. I, I he don't know, know what you're talking about. Know. I don't know what you're he talking know, about. But you know that boy Tyrion. <laughs> but I will say this. In Jin's defense. Hold on. In Jin's defense. She wasn't a prostitute by choice. So there, there is that. He was. Okay. Okay. It's a little different. We still don't save him though. Okay. Carl, who do you have number four on your list? I have the most cloudy character in Dragon Ball Z history. The MVP. Android 17. I can't even believe I forgot him completely when oh. I made this list, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. Cloud himself. Yeah, I see. Now I'm disappointed bro. in myself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that man literally had us, like, up and, like, going crazy when we were watching. That was that one movie. of the most hype moments in anime history, for bro, sure. like, I'm just, like, when he just got out of the rocks and you see him pop out, I'm just like, bro, this man literally saved the day. And then at the end, literally was the last man standing in the tournament and got himself a yacht. That man got the boat. He said, he like, like he was Kodak, he said, let me drive the boat. Like, let me drive the boat. <laughs> let me drive the boat. Like, let on. 17 drive the boat. Let 17 drive the boat. Nick, what about you? What do you think of 17? Unless you have him further up on your list. I, I uh, right now, I, I don't have So 17. you also I, forgot I, about I, him. I don't have 17. Would he list. be on your list if you hadn't forgot about him? Um... I would probably have him here at fourth if, if I hadn't forgotten. Yeah, he would probably be on my list because mm-hmm. now the only spot I'm missing is number one, and I'm not putting him in number one. Okay. He's just not number one to me. 
But um, I'm gonna get right into number four. Number four is Kakashi. Okay, Kakashi. Kakashi um, was my. I guy. think we all Kikashi have a Naruto character guy. on our list, but each of us have a different Naruto character in different places. Literally on our, switched on our... it. At first, it was somebody that you guys would never believe I'd have on my clout list. Then I took him off. Obito. Then... I know you're a huge Obito Listen, fan. I love so that Obito. was my guess. It was it was about to be Obito, but it was someone before Obito too. I had a ta- I had a ta- I had Itachi on my list. Good choice. Erased <laughs> him. I was about to put Obito, and I'm like, no. There's somebody that has just a tad bit more clout than Obito, and it was Kakashi. Kakashi, that one, the fight scene between him and Obito towards the end of Shippuden oh, yeah, is hands down probably like one of my favorite fight scenes in just anime altogether. I the back and forth from past to future. I, we've talked about this they before. do that so well in that I, show. Man. I love that fight scene with without. I love that fight scene. It's like I can watch it over and over and over again, just not be tired of it. Kakashi, just the way he talked, the way the way he the way he moved, everything about him. Even even when he died and came back to life, I was like, man, this guy's just got swag to everything he does. It doesn't even really matter. And Loki, his Susano avatar was the coolest of all of them, and we only got to see. Yes, it once, man, so. we only got to see that little bit at, towards the end of the show. It was like a fire color. It was like teal. That was a fire look. Um, all right, so we're coming back to me with number three. I got Jotaro, who is the third iteration of jo- of the JoJo's in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, obviously, you guys don't know anything about that. Uh, he's just like so. All of the JoJo's are pretty cool, but to me, he sticks out. He's a fan favorite. Everyone loves Jotaro. Uh, his fit is top tier. He uh, somebody was it one of y'all sent the posts of of the anime characters that will even hit women, and he was on the list. No. Nah. I, I saw that somewhere. Somebody sent it in our someone Instagram did, chat. It might have been CD. It. Yeah, but so, I, know, I know I saw it. So, yeah, you know what? It was <laughs> definitely CD. If, yeah. some, if something questionable gets sent in the Instagram chat, it's CD. I'm, I'm glad that we come to that agreement, guys. So they talk about how he calls his mom the B-word. Yeah. <laughs> and he definitely does. And like, But he says it like, normally if somebody called their mom a B-word, I'd be like, yo, like, what are we doing here? But like, he's just got so much clout that it's like, yo, you know what? She you was she was kind of being a B-word. Uh, so in, in his part of JoJo, they stop fighting with Hammond and start fighting with Stans. His stand is the coolest stand that I've seen in JoJo so far. Of course, I've not seen the newest season yet because I'm waiting to finish One Piece to do that. But uh, just his at his like his attitude is sick. The way uh, his his fight scene is my favorite fight. Like his big like prime time fight is my favorite fight in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And just like the way his character is constructed. It, it's awesome, and then they ruin him in season four with the because he's got two completely different character designs from season three to season four. So right. it's kind of interesting. But I have JoJo number three, uh, Jotaro, of course, and then uh, Carl. Who do you have number three on your list? I have Todoroki. Even though I, won't, I still haven't finished all of season one for my hero, I can already tell like just how he's like how he is and his persona. Like he just has like so much swag. Like he's like, no, I'm never going to use the fire side. Like, for so long, he's just like, no, nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. And he's just biting people. Boom, boom, With just boom, the ice half. Just yeah. the ice. So then it's like, okay. So when I, I even got to the point where I finally saw him use the fire side for the first time, it's just like, all right. like when This he, is what he could be. When he's really in his bag, like, Todoroki can, can like, do and I think without question, he's the cloudiest character in My Hero right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. even, like, I'm yeah. caught all the way up, and there's not a single character. Because a lot of them are lame, to be honest. And Todoroki kind of gives that, like, yo, he's kind of like, you know, like the, cool the bad kid, boy, the cool kid cool of the kid group. Of the block, yeah. um, shout out to Megan the Stallion. I saw you rocking that Todoroki hair and yo, that Todoroki shirt. The t- trying to, yeah, te- yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to teach these girls how to wag. I see you out there, Megan the Stallion. You didn't Stallion. see that video, Carl? Follow me on Twitter at the Cloud God, at uh, Father of the Cloud God. Follow me, uh, Megan the Stallion. You see me. Yeah. So Nick, no, but I, need you, see, I need to see. Yeah, that. I'll send it I to you. To see that. I might actually put like because I was talking about making purpose. this a YouTube video. I might put that in here now. Just, just, just yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick, what do you think? Like Todoroki's unquestionably the most cloudy character. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's not even close. Like nowhere near close is anybody to like Todoroki on the cloud scale and my hero. Midoriya, you got a long way to go, buddy. Mm. Midoriya almost has zero sauce. Almost? It's close. It's close to zero. He only has a. He only has a little bit of drip because of all my and awful one. That's the reason why he has yeah, any drip. Let's I, talk I, about it. That's actually true. All right, Nick. Who do you have number three on your list, my friend? Number three, and it could be two. He could be one. Is my guy Spike? Spike is, <laughs> bro. Talk about a dude that's smooth. That he's the smoothest anime character. Talk, talk about a guy that just be like, 
whatever, man. He's just so nonchalant about things. Till the last episode, last episode, man. You watched it finally. Oh, I finished it right before, right before uh, coming in here. I was eating. I finished the last two episodes, and I was like, "Jeez, man, bro." I'm gonna get to that, but yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, but shout out to my guy Spike. He, the man, had them fighting moves. He was quick. He was smooth with it. He was clowning people with how good he was at bro, fighting, bro. So good, I, man. Uh, that's actually it's a crime it, that you don't have him higher. Honestly, it, it might be. <laughs> All it, right. Like I said, he could be two or one. To be honest. Do you want to hit us with your number two now? Oh uh, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and look at it. Oh yeah. This would be my second guy from Yu Yu Hakusho. It's my guy Yusuke. Okay. Yusuke Yusuke had ah. Uh, He's the main character. If he if he had less clouds than Karama, he wouldn't be the main character. I'm just saying. That's, I don't know. Actually, if that's, that's a sound that's, argument. That's, I don't know. That, that there's a lot of shows. That, where yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. There say, are. Does Goku have the most clout in Dragon Ball Z? No. No, not at all. Not even close. Exactly. But hey, he has more clout than Gohan. <laughs> <laughs> why we, like, why you gotta drag Gohan like, this like, snake? He has already been drug enough like throughout the whole series. Bro, I just saw a video where um it was a uh, it was showing Gohan where like he was playing he was playing baseball with like um Videl and like he caught like a uh, a fly ball and then like he caught something else like earlier in the show and then when Goku threw the Patara earring and that man said and he dropped it, uh, I was just like. <laughs> Hey, go on, bro. Tell me how. So my barber at Floyd's, he watches anime, and we talk about it every time I go in now. And even he was like, "Bro, why'd they ruin Go on like that, bro?" We had like a thirteen-minute conversation while he was cutting my hair about how they ruined Gohan, like from Great Saiyan on. Big, biggest, biggest crime in anime history: the robbery of Gohan's clout. <laughs> Listen, to me, Karamo's just Why don't we take Gohan's clout and give it to Android 17? (laughs) Karamo's just too soft for me, man. There's just... He had some points where he was downright, like, alright. But some... He's just... He's a little, like... I feel like most episodes, that man was just about to cry. And I'm just like, yeah... But he never once cried. Never. Yeah, I know. But come on, man. And but plus, Yusuke got them fits off, too. He was getting fits off, And the the time where he'd have his, like, his hair up front and then his hair slicked back, both times he was looking fire. I'm sorry, man. I don't know. And, like, it can't be understated how he had Keiko waiting on him in the prime of her, of her, like... Think about it! Thoughty... Think about it! Thoughty prime. That's nice. And Yusuke, if I had a top ten, he would probably be in that top ten. He'd be honorable mention, but, like, going to my number two... My number two is that, is that boy Karama, man. He's just been so clean. Like, so Karama was five on my list. So tell me why you have him all the way at two, and then I'll 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 add in why I think he's cloudy. Like he's just like it's the way that he, like even when he's just like talking to like the group and like oh, they're all. I like, think without question though, Rose Whip is the cloudiest is the cloudiest weapon in that show. And like like Ray Gun is sweet. Yeah, Spirit Gun is Rose nice. Whip is but Rose like, Whip is top. Two. And like the way like he like. The way he was just like when everyone's like all like out and about and like just out and, sh- and stuff and it's like oh my gosh, Karama's like the kind of like the guy who's just like hey like the way he just talks it's just like everyone just it's a gu- as a calm demeanor it's just like guys bring it in like hey just realize this is and going. he was like he was like the smart guy in the show that was always developing the plans that they would yeah. follow to yeah he to was kind of the big plan maker and, and I feel like that's everybody a everybody else was just about action you yeah they were ready guy. to scrap oh yeah which you need those guys but you also need so so here's here's a good way of thinking about it. I, and I used this kind of example last week. Yusuke, Kuabra, and Hiei were the three Migos getting ready to stomp Joe Budden at the, what was that, the Grammys? Yeah. Was well, the Grammys? No. Was it the Grammys? It had to be like the BET, the BET Awards. Yeah. And no, then, the but Karama was the Migos manager saying, yo, let's all settle <laughs> down. Let's not mess up that bag. <laughs> exactly. You need someone. And you know, he was also rocking probably a fire fit. So that's yeah. why I just have him. I like that. I like that analogy, Meech. It was a good analogy. It makes sense. People don't give me enough uh, enough credit on my references, but it is what it is. So, any other reasons you have him at, all the way up at two, Carl? I mean, like, I just always just like 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 his persona and like how he just like carried. Himself. Yoko Karama is Yoko, what takes then, him over then, the top. And, then, and exactly that's why he moved up a little more because Yoko, when he had the all white, like Yoko, bro, Yoko was too clean. Yeah, that, and like that Yoko Karama reminds me a lot of Seshimaru from Inuyasha. Um, there's just something about, like, older brothers in anime that just makes them seem cooler. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like Luffy's older brother. Which one? Oh, God. Carl, He's you spoiled it. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Whoa. There's more than one? Yo. 
Carl. Carl. He just, so you just met Ace, right? Yeah. Let's go. I didn't even know. I was talking about Ace. Ace is fire, but yo. He is fire, literally. Oh, my bad, bro. Does he also have a a fruit I don't want to talk about it. Come on. I already ruined it. No, Nick. Nick, trust me. If I tell you what his devil fruit power is, it will spoil a lot of things for you. Like, I'm not even. Nick, a lot of things. CD's going to be so disappointed in you. I know his CD. I'm sorry. I'm gonna hit you with that. You always call me the one that spells things. It just I don't know. I just well, if it makes you feel any better, Carl, I spoiled that uh, Luffy's dad. Uh, I, I spoiled Luffy's dad for Nick too, but I didn't say what his job is, so do not spoil that for Nick. I don't even know. So okay, good. All right. Luffy has another brother. What do you know? My bad, man. <laughs> I was just like, which one? He was like, oh, wait, he has more. I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll go to my number two. My number two is Itachi. We were talking about older brothers in anime. Uh, everyone knows Itachi's my favorite character in Naruto. Probably my favorite anime character ever, so I might be a little biased here. But if you take in consideration the calculations of everything that would happen... If you take in the jutsu that he uses, if you take in the Sharingan, if you take in every, like, all as like, the decisions he had to make as a person, the fact that he never got washed in any fight we saw him in. Obito would wash him. Obito would not wash, uh, would not wash Itachi. Actually, he probably would. Mm, I was going to say it. Uh, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> no, Obito would probably wash wa- I wouldn't say wash, but I think he'll just, cu- I think Obito would be victorious. Yeah, for sure. Nobody's being Shishui, though. He's the, he's the real goat. You know, Shishui, nobody's. We didn't see enough from Shishui to say was, whether or not he could have been Donzo, Donzo, what? His potential. Donzo didn't beat Shishui, though. Shishui, like, n- like, gave up yeah. against Donzo in his defense. Shishui had the most potential. More potential than Sasuke. Bro, he had the Shishui. flicker technique, bro. That was top top tier. All right, so, obviously, what do you guys think about me having Itachi number two? Do you think it's too high? I personally don't think it's too high. As a Naruto character, maybe because I have someone ahead of him as my number one. But I think Itachi's definitely one of the top cloudiest characters in Naruto in the Naruto universe. I'll definitely agree with Naruto's that. Naruto's got a lot of characters with a lot of sauce, for sure. I think that they're probably like per capita the cloudiest show on television. <laughs> That's a debate. That's a debate. All right, so I'll hit you guys with my number one. My number one is Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Nick, let's talk a little bit about that last scene, bro. Does he go out more like a G than anyone you've ever seen in anime? Bang, bro. Come that's, on, bro. Bro, when he when he just looks and he winks. Come on, and he looks, bro. looks at the camera, and goes bang. Yo, bro. chills. He had he had when face. I see gifts of that, I still get chills. He had face shook right before he left. Don't leave. And that's not even his main shorty. Not even his main shorty. And she was shook. What's his Jet couldn't even say goodbye to Buddy. He was just wiping down the window for no reason. He couldn't bring himself to even look at him. Yeah. Bro, wild. The last two episodes of Bebop are an emotional roller coaster. The dude. last I want to say the last maybe four or five episodes of Bebop. When um when Ed and um Ian. and Ian left, I was actually legit really sad. Ed and Ian, one of my favorite anime duos. Like that I might be something we talk about next week. Anime duos. So sad when they left. Yeah. And then like, and then when when Faye finally found out like who she was, like all those episodes were so deep to me. Bro. The Faye episode was crazy. Like her backstory is ridiculous. Those episodes were so like, and the episode where where like she gets like controlled by the kid that ends up like being a vegetable. Yeah, dude. That's one of, like, the deepest, like, episodes I think I've, I've ever watched. So... It was wild to me. That's why I have Spike number one. Just, like, if you take into consideration everything, like, so smooth, right? Smoother than the... Like, cooler than the other side of the pillow, as Stuart Scott would say. Seriously. Like, like we talked about cigarettes. Man is always chain-smoking <laughs> cigs. Like, it's ridiculous, right? Uh, fighting skills off the charts. The way he goes out, like, an absolute G. Um... It's just, like, he's the total package. And, like, plus he's, like, a space cowboy. Legit. Like, that's so cool, man. Legit what he was. Um, And then the episodes where he's wearing the duster over his suit. It's just a good look all around. Clean. So he was getting fits off as well. He, 
Loki, I didn't think he'd be like in one of my favorite anime characters ever, but like no, he's up there for sure. He's in my top sh- three favorite for sure, man. Like he was, he 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 did that, and like like his personality, like he was like, and obviously it's it's a fake person. He doesn't really exist, but it's like effortlessly cool. Yeah, right. And that's like the way that you would describe Spike. I feel like. Yep. All right, so Carl, give us who you have number one. You said it was a Naruto character. Let us know who it is. You can't you can't talk about clout and not talk about Sasuke. I mean, look. Sasuke, his development from like where he started, bro. Do you remember that last scene in that? Nar- whiny little punk he is, huh? He he was a punk. It was a punk. But then, if you consider like it's easy to call him a punk or a whiny little punk, but like if you think about how messed up that situation would be in real life, <laughs> it's kind of fair, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But then, like, just seeing like his growth and like. The ninja that he's become, like, now... Like- and not for nothing, he's got probably my favorite subbed anime voice. Like, the Japanese voice actor for Sasuke yeah, he's is incredible. He's, good. he's a good actor. And, like, just, like, that last scene in, like, the... the Like, that one scene in the Naruto... Uh, was it the Naruto movie? The, the movie? The, the, the one where Naruto and Hinata fall in love and he comes and slices the moon in half? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That scene alone just, like, made him just instantly fun. just, like... Hey, bro, he's literally in that movie for not even not even 90 seconds. <laughs> not even. And he's the, and it's he the, the most, best part of the, the entire movie. the best scene in the movie. But that man comes in there, looks at Kakashi. He's like, Kakashi's like, is that Sasuke? And Sasuke <laughs> goes, when Naruto's gone, I protect the village. And then he's out! And then that's, whole, that's his whole... His whole dialogue. His the whole movie scene. is two hours and 15 minutes long. And that's his entire part. And he leaves the biggest impact on that entire movie to me. That was just like, wow. No, I agree with you on that 100%. That scene just made it alone. Just, him just Plus, instantly. like, if you were to take, like, a top five list of fights in Naruto, how many of them would be, so- like, involve Sasuke? Two. Like, three? Two, two three. to three? Killer B versus Sasuke, one. Naruto versus Sasuke, Shu, uh, Dita versus Sasuke. Donzo versus Sasuke. Donzo versus Sasuke. You can have a top five with just Sasuke fights. And the, even that would be hard. Think about it. Like, there's a lot of Sasuke fights that, that are, are really, really good. good. Really and, you know, of Ruchimaru course... Ruchimaru the first time in the forest in the, during, mm-hmm. before the tuning exam. I love that. Itachi, that I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Sasuke versus Haku before... He, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's hey, a good those, one. All those fights, bro. All those fights. He didn't even say Sasuke versus Itachi, did we? Yeah, we did. I he, did. He said it. He said Sasuke it. versus... Who did he fight first in the tuning exams? He fought the, the dude with the mask. Mm-hmm. Cop- that was a good fight. Like, the guy was, like, a nameless, like, character, but it was still a pretty good fight. Yeah, all Sasuke- Sasuke's had always good, great fights. In Naruto. So, I think that's something that you definitely have to take into consideration. And just his, like, demeanor and attitude is, like... Yeah, he's so smooth. Like, he is, like... He would just show up behind people, or, like, what's the... When, when you first see... When Naruto and Sakura and Sai and Captain Tenzo first get to uh, Sasuke, Captain right? Yamato? Yeah. And um, Sasuke teleports, basically. He's, like, on the top of that ridge. Oh, yeah, and he's right and there then he Naruto, teleports right and gets, there, like, right, right behind there, Naruto yeah. and he's talking to him. That's yeah. sauce. That's that's What's, 100% sauce. Yeah, Raw sauce. For sure, for no sure. ketchup. No ketchup. So, Nick, what about you? Who do you got number one? I'm having a really hard time picking number one. Um, Who's it between? I got, like... Maybe like two characters, and one of the characters I wouldn't really consider him saucy. I just he's just my favorite character in anime. Let's talk about them both, and we'll help you whittle it down. All right. So, well, I don't know if you've seen this other anime, so it's gonna be hard to. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Afro Samurai. Okay. Yeah, of course. All right, Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yes, dude. I don't know. Did man. y'all watch the new anime house by RDC World on YouTube? Yeah. It was really funny. They have an Afro Afro Samurai part. Really? You guys should watch. It's really funny. Honestly, it's between Afro Samurai and Jiraiya, because Jiraiya is just my favorite character. I like that. Really. And honestly, if I had more time to like really think about a top five, I don't know if either of these characters would even be on there, especially like, at number one. But like off the dome, those are like the two characters that come to my mind right now, only because like Afro Samurai is something I watched when I was like 15, probably. And like I just liked how... I've not like, seen it since I was young either. I wonder how good it would be if I rewatch because it's honestly, critically acclaimed. Yeah, a lot of people saying, still like it. To honestly, this day. I think it would still be a really good anime if you if you watch it now. Um, Samuel Jackson's character, the Afro Samurai, is like, bro, he's out. He's just out for blood, and he's like, he's literally like, yo. I, there's one part where I think he kills this kid's dad, and he gives like the kid like the the dad's band because like. In the show, you have, like, the number one headband. You have the number two, number three. If you're the number one, everyone's coming after you to get the number one. So you're the number one samurai in the right. in the sh- in the show. And he kills this kid's dad, and he gives him his headband. And he's like, yo, 
when you're old enough, come see me and let's let's let's. Was fight. that ever dubbed or what? Like, was the Samuel L. Jackson the dub version or was yeah. that the original version of the anime? Ooh, you know I what? Say, I want to. I want to say it's the original. Yeah, I want to say it was the original. Then they might have a sub somewhere, but I want to say it originally came out dubbed. Yeah, so that would be better than. I mean, that just by itself makes it a better show. Yeah. So honestly, I'll probably have Afro Samurai up there now. Come back to me in like a year if I like really think about what it. What about Jiraiya puts him in the in the clout conversation for you? Other than the fact that he's your favorite character, or is that it? One, I always, for me, I always liked the way Jiraiya was, like, the way he looked. I liked his fits and I liked his hair. I don't know why. Something about, like... It's cool. Like, white, long hair for some reason. I, I, I always like The sage it. look is a cool look, for sure. Um, Really? And, honestly, he doesn't, doesn't stop trying with the ladies. That's another... He doesn't give up. He never gave up, you know? He had to... It, as a ninja or as a womanizer, <laughs> which is something we can all support. I don't know. There's always I don't. He just I've it's, always dry. Kind of reminds dry, me of like your cool grandpa. You know, it's like, like it's, it's just like, like Uncle Phil has clout. Like he's Uncle mm. Phil. Like Jiraiya's Jiraiya. Jiraiya's got is clout. Jiraiya the Uncle Phil of anime? Dang. Ooh, that's a hot take. Um, I don't. I don't really know, man. To be honest, I think it would be pretty close. He. It might be pretty close. Um. Also, an honorable mention. Shout out to Yami. Um, oh yeah, that, dude, I can't believe I didn't have him on my honorable mention. Dude's got clout, man. He's the Kakashi of uh, of Black Clover. He is. I told that to the, my barber, and he thought that was a pretty good comparison. He, he he really is though. Except he's like more of a more of a a jerk. Yeah, yeah, more of a jerk thing. But he's was. like you could still tell that he's kind of teaching them things. Kakashi started off as a jerk too, if we're being honest with ourselves, with the bell test. Yeah, but he's not like Yami level jerk, you know. Like Yami is like a jerk. Yeah, he's just calling them stupid and worthless a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to be fair, his crew is really stupid. If we're being, yeah, they're they're a collection of Shout a lot out to of the one girl great. that's always in a bikini and sleeping. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the witch. Yeah. What's her name? I have no idea. Her man. power is pretty sweet. The string magic is pretty cool. I I barely ever see her use her magic. She's legit. She always, only uses it at the yeah, end in that she, deep sea temple. Yeah, she's legit always drunk and sleeping. Nothing wrong with that. Sounds like. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't uh, know who that Carl is. will spill the tea after <laughs> after we play off with some music, guys. Anything else you want to say before we head out today? Nah, man. This is great just to have be back. If this is the last episode, which I really hope it's not, it was a pleasure doing this again with you guys once again. Yeah, man. I don't think it'll be the end. I don't think. I, like, sure. if anything, if we don't have an episode next week, we can always just get together and do it at my house. So, Nick, anything you want to say? Um, shout out to the Cowboys, shout out to the HHTB boys, all that. Um, <laughs> that's us, actually. And shout out to Amari. It's just us. Shout out to Amari, shout out to the ultrasound we're going to have tomorrow, so shout out to little Amani. Are you going to figure out the... I hope so. Sex with the baby? I hope so. Kind of. I don't want to... I don't like, like... You don't like to know? I, I, I do like to know. I don't like surprises. I think oh, okay. wants to do like a gender reveal party, no, I'm not with it, like... How do people do that? Like, because like so, neither parent knows, pretty, right? Pretty, so they give the ultrasound results to somebody else. Pretty much, you like you have the doctor write it down or something, put it in the envelope, and you give it to your friend. Your friend like, sets up everything, something like that. Interesting. But, yeah, it's usually how it goes, but I'm not with it. Are you leaning one way or another? I'm hoping it's a boy. Me too. Daddy don't want. It would be so. Su- it would be so sweet if. Can't do that. It'd be so sweet, and like just like the age, bro. Like like I told you, like to me personally. Like, because me and my brother would be like same age difference yeah. as Amari and your second child. Like, it's the perfect age difference for two boys. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's a boy. A lot of people, I'm pretty much my whole family hopes it's a girl. But I'm hoping it's a boy. Sabrina thinks it's a girl as of right now, right? Yeah, she's getting. She's like, my belly's more round, and I'm eating lemons, which means it's a girl. I'm like, man, get out of here. Yeah. Women will find anything to talk about like that. <laughs> all right, thank you all so much for listening here on WNSE Radio. We might be back next week. We might not be on the radio but you might be able to catch us as a podcast moving forward thank you all so much for listening and as always stay chill